Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome to the Student Leadership Podcast. Gil, this is season two. Ooh, here we go. I wish I brought party, party poppers for today. Yeah, this, this is great. We're so excited kicking off season two today. Um, brand new guests this season, brand new episodes. we got a brand new format, even what we're doing. We're going to be doing recap sessions to try to just have deeper conversations about some of the leadership principles we'll be talking about. And uh, Gil, I'm excited to introduce our guest today, joining us to kind of kick off season two of uh, the podcast. And it's Zach Cash. He is the district youth director uh, of the Northwest region. I feel like that's like a whole area of the country. It sounds it sounds huge, Zach. I don't even know how many states does that cover. It's just Washington, North Idaho, guys. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Washington now. and North Idaho. So South Idaho has its own squad. They're their own. Yep. Yeah. I just I kind of felt like you ruled that side of the country, but um, sorry to sorry to disappoint for all of our, our friends that were out there. But Zach, we're glad to have you with us. And uh, as always, Gil, kick us off, man. Like we always we always like we didn't, we want our guests to get to know um, our audience and our audience to get to know our guests. So what what, what kind of icebreaker question you got yeah, for Zach? So today? I don't have anything super crazy for this first one here, uh, but I do want to know. So just just a couple weeks into the football season here, I just actually wanted you to gaze into the proverbial crystal ball here and tell. Tell me, who do you think is actually going to win the Super Bowl this year? Do you think Tom Brady's going to be able to do it again? Or do you think the Chiefs will pull it out? What do you think is going on? Man, I hope not. I, <laughs> same. Yeah, you know, the Rams look so tough. They just look so tough. I mean, they've got just a talented wide receiver core and a phenomenal offense. It hurts my heart as a Seahawk to say that the Rams mm. are that good. But uh, but I'll still stick with that division. Um, you know, my favorite two people to watch get hit are Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So, oh, see, we're friends now. We're friends because we're Steeler fans. So oh, you yeah. say anything negative about Tom Brady, and then we just get yeah, happy. We just like you. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. yeah. And and the I way still I was... hold a grudge about that time you guys like bought the refs off and won the Super Bowl. But oh, that was a good time. Gil actually was one who sent them the check for that. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. twelve bucks. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, being that our season is already pretty much over, <laughs> we don't have well, anything. Let's have faith here. No, we, we, we are have a nothing left to cheer for other than against Tom Brady. That's basically yeah. that's basically yeah. what it is. I guess so. it's a legit question. Is Roethlisberger still even there? Um, in name, <laughs> in name, in body, not, in body, okay. not in form. I yeah. think. Yeah, just yeah. just like the rest of us, ten pounds heavier. That's yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> 
Well, Zach, we asked you to come on the podcast because uh, you're a great leader, and um, we love it when leaders get to invest in the next generation, and that's really what this podcast is all about. It's a big part of what Lead the Generation uh, as, a, as a movement is about. So let's talk leadership. Um, Zach, we're talking students today, and um, just kind of break down a leadership thought or a leadership principle, something that um, you've thought about or used oftentimes um, as you, you've been working with students for years. Um, but give us a leadership thought for today. Yeah, that's just, uh, I mean, saying for years, just, you know, youth pastors speak for, I'm an old guy. Um, love it. I'm with you, know, you on that the thing, one. The thing that I would always resonate with is that the youth ministry belongs to the students. It's their ministry. And I think if we work from that platform, if we work from the idea that it's their ministry, that is going to lead us certainly in, in the, as youth pastors with how we lead our students. And so for students to understand and take that ownership, that it's, that it is their ministry, that it's not the, their entertainment hour. It's not their uh, just show up and be there. So everything we did kind of geared towards that. So with our students, you know, again, I'm a sport guy. Uh, I don't look like it now, uh, but I ran track in college and uh, I love coaching. I've always coached sports uh, multiple, but so oftentimes those analogies will trickle into the ministry. But one of the, the values we had for our students and our student leaders, and it's the one that I felt like that, that if we could nail this one, then everything else would follow. And that was being all in. And the language that we used with it was get on the floor. Uh, we talk about diving for the loose ball and get on the floor. And uh, the idea that would be like, like if your heart is in it, you don't have, you don't question when you see a player dive for a loose ball on the floor, when you see someone, a volleyball player dive to get under a, a hit. Uh, if you see all of those things, you don't question that their hearts in it and they're competing and that they want to win. And so in that we would uh, use that kind of language that, that we want to have a life that, that from the outside looking in says, boy, they're, they're in. And I don't mean in, in youth ministry or even in our local church. I meant with Jesus, that, it, that you'd be all in with Jesus, that you wouldn't from the outside. And, and so we would we would talk about all in moments that that, are, that are, God presents to you um, to where you don't care. You, you have no abandon for yourself that you're just going to let loose and just go after it. And, and those are moments when we stand up for others and the marginalized. Those are moments when we we take a stand and say that that while that might be culture, we're going to be different. Those kinds of things. Yeah, well, that's that's like a. I think a pretty big, I like, I like the way that you said it's not entertainment hour, right? I think that there's a lot of youth pastors that fall into that. I'll, I'll even say myself, I think there's times where I've fallen into that. It's like, ah, uh, just kind of like make it a fun experience, which is good. It's, it's a value. I think we want youth ministry to be fun. It's literally, I think the most fun ministry in the whole church. Um, and it, it better it be, be right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of what it's designed for. That's what teenagers like. That's like their currency. So like, I, I do think that it, it matters that we do that, but the, the idea of ownership and, and them recognizing like, oh, this isn't just like the thing I come because my parents make me come to this, but this is like, this is my team. I want to win the championship. Like I'm, I'm invested into this. So like, is there, is there anything that like anything in the Bible, any story, any scripture that specifically inspired this thought? Or is there something that maybe as you were teaching this to, to, to your youth group that like you used as kind of like your focal point, like this verse is what kind of like yeah. carried you? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I feel like it's throughout the whole scripture. I think we can find all kinds of examples of this, but the ones that we would key in on uh, are Second Chronicles 25-2, talking about King Amaziah. And it said that, that he did things that were right in the sight of the Lord, but not with his whole heart. 
and, and we would talk about how you can go check make make following Jesus be a checkmate list. You can do it. It's not hard. You could actually you can you can stay away from all the bad things and pursue all the good things. And, and we and we should do those things. But if you don't do it with a whole heart, it it's evident to to not just everyone around, but it's also evident to God, which of course is who you know we want our lives to, to glorify. And, and so we would often go there, and then we would also. Uh, move, you know, kind of in our discipleship with our student leaders, we would also then move to like the rich young ruler, of course, who did also, he checked all the boxes. Um, and Jesus, you know, I love one of my favorite lines in that whole thing is that Jesus looked at him and he loved him. You know, that that Jesus could see that there was this earnestness, a desire to honor and please God. But Jesus could also see that there was this one thing that had a hold of him that he needed to let go of. And so we talk about, you know, what's that one thing you need to let go of so that you, it keeps you from being all in. So. I love that thought, I, that especially with the rich and ruler, like, you know, that whole conversation about, you know, you're right. He's checking all the boxes and Jesus, you know, kind of says, well, go sell all your stuff, give it away to the poor. And Jesus is really in that moment, as I see it, he's identifying that that main stumbling block or that that main main thing that's keeping him from going all in, from basically saying, I want to give you all, you know, all of my heart. I'm, this is um, my, my relationship with God is moving from like a, a head process and a thought process to like that, you know, my whole heart is in this. Um, so as you think about your years in student ministry and, and even now with, with the way that you're coaching other youth pastors and, and students, you know, through your role uh, as a district youth director uh, in the Assemblies of God, um, how does this principle, how does this thought, um, how does it, how does it help a student grow in their faith? How does it help them, you know, lead uh, their generation, you know, whether it's in their home, uh, whether it's in their school, their community, their church, right? I think this has huge implications it, at least it should, if we're really leading, if we're really all in, right, in our walk with God, we're really like a fully devoted follower of Christ. Um, it ultimately should affect everything. But but I want to give you the opportunity, Zach, like point out a couple of the big things that you, you've you seen or that we should see, right? Um, I kind of like the analogy of like, like when we see the fruit, that's obviously, that's always connected to a root, right? And you're really talking about a root issue here, and it's a heart issue. It's like the condition of the heart. So what what are some of the fruit that we should see in the life of a student leader? So I think the first thing, you know, for our students that is the thing that it happens when you go all in is that it's a transformation that happens inside of you and an understanding that first that while we all would agree that leadership can be developed in anybody, that, that we can all grow in our leadership. Boy, I hope so, because I need to grow so much in my leadership. And so and so if, if we can all grow, then it's then it's a matter of saying, how do I develop further. Well, if I'm going to follow Jesus more, that means I'm going to get closer to him. I've got to go all in with him. And so for a student to say, I'm going to be all in with Jesus. And again, I, I just really, you know, I want to be super careful because sometimes we can define being all in as they go to all the camps. They go to all, they show up to all the events. They, they help you stack chairs even. Um, and we love them for that. And it's amazing. But that's not the full picture of all in. The full picture of all in is when a student learns some spiritual disciplines, when they start start learning, what does it look like to tithe, to give sacrificially? What's it look like to, to choose? When I watch a high schooler say, I've got a chance to play in this awesome basketball tournament in Hawaii, but I just know God's called me to go on this missions trip. And it's like, man, like you're, you're only going to be 17 like once, and you're only going to have all this basketball team and be a senior once. And, but you're still being obedient to what Jesus would speak to you. Um, 
man, that's, I think those are the things you're looking for. You're looking for things where they begin to, to recognize the, the voice of the Holy Spirit in their life, to recognize what God would ask them to do, um, and set aside other things. And, I mean, he still played basketball, had a great season. He's actually still, he's playing in college. He's doing great, but. Yeah. And he went, he went on that mission trip, right? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I think with this kind of a, this kind of a topic, it's sometimes easy. This is where also it's something I feel like I get caught in sometimes. Sometimes I just feel like I live in the theological or like live in the, oh, here's what the Bible says. And so this is good. But I think one of the things I struggled with as a teenager is understanding how that looked in my everyday life sometimes. Like I'd go and hear a message on a Wednesday night from my youth pastor and be like, oh, that was so good. And then I feel like sometimes I struggle to incorporate that into like my daily life. So is there is there something that you're seeing right now that's maybe culturally trending or is a societal kind of norm with students that this specifically counteracts where you're like, yes, this attitude, this mindset specifically is like the the anti what antithesis? Is that a word? I don't know. The counter to whatever whatever the, whatever the gospel is saying. So you're asking about what the what the cultural thing that's fighting against it, or you actually, yeah, like cultural or like social, like pressure, like kind of expectation, the norms. Is there anything that this is like the antidote to? Like you're like, yeah, students always have this kind of attitude or mindset, and the all in is kind of the cure. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I'll just take one example. Like a lot of times right now, you hear a lot of things about you know what's your truth. Everybody's got an opinion to post on something, and when student sets aside, you know that to say what is well, what does god say and actually and actually accepts like you know god's well this is what god's word is this is an authority in my life and it says well i might feel that it's one of the challenges like with uh with gen z who loves collaboration the one the challenges is is that it can all become about opinion but the plus side is that i mean i think that if we get around god's word if we becomes a discussion based and centered in the, on the scriptures and let the scriptures speak to the students. So they, learning to handle the scriptures themselves in a group context, boy, I think there's a tremendous power there. I think that's the antidote to that individualistic slash my personal truth to where it's more of a an understanding of God, what God is speaking and is called true. And I think part of what we're seeing in culture too is is that you you get a generation, not just Gen Z students, but but across culture, we have this mindset of wanting and desiring to actually be all in on something. Right. Like whatever, whatever it is, like be all in on, we don't really want to vacillate too much. It's kind of like, I'm all in on this side or that side, you know, however you want to frame the conversation. I love how you, you framed it, Zach, when you said it, um, what we really want students to really to think about the posture of their heart, the surrender of their heart being I'm, I'm all in on truth as God defines it. I'm all in on God's word. I'm, I'm all in, in this area of my life rather than having, uh, you know, the right uh, maybe the right thought here or there, but I'm not really fully committed, you know, to, to this process of growing as a disciple um, and, and therefore having the fruit of leadership. Right. Cause I, I think that's, that's the progression we should see, right. We should see like a student leader, the reason they have influence, the reason they're a leader is because there's actually a root or a foundation of I'm a disciple of Christ and my heart, you know, is in the right place. I'm, I'm, I'm fully there. Um, as I'm saying all that and I'm listening to what you and Gil are saying, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, how, do, how does this topic, this all-in topic, and you've kind of already hit on a little bit, but we'll just camp here for another minute or two. How does this idea of all-in, this idea of being all-in on, on God's word, how does it affect um, the development of a student when it comes to their worldview? 
right? And I, I kind of look at worldview like the glasses that I look through. I see everything through these lenses, right? And, you know, one of the things, you know, I was always, I, I tried to, I, I wish I'd done better as a youth pastor, but like for many years, especially my, my later years in, in youth ministry, I was really focused on like, man, I want students to see the world through the lens of Christianity, through the lens of God's word. And even now as a parent of teenagers, you know, same thing, like we got to, we have to see it this way. So process that a little bit for us, Zach, from your perspective, when you're talking all in, fully devoted, fully surrendered, how does that affect a student's worldview? Well, it affects it because it, it you know, it spurs to action. I think that's the only way that we can ever, you know, that it, that we can ever, you know, truly talk about like the actual difference it makes in our lives, even personally, like when we move beyond something, especially, you know, the term that I was introduced to uh, over uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess, was slacktivist. Okay. And, and uh, it's someone that will post about something controversial, but they never do anything about it. Uh, I'm glad you defined that for me. Did you Did you know what that I, meant immediately, Gil? No, but that's amazing. I'm yeah. going to use that yeah. term frequently yeah. now. That's great. Yeah, slacktivist. You know that they're, yeah, like I'm doing something. I'm posted on social media. And it's like, no, I'm, you know, uh, I, I'm actually going to cross the, the lunchroom to talk to a student that has a different perspective than me, maybe has a different upbringing than me, has a different culture than me and uh and live it that is something i think there's a drastic difference i mean uh and you could see it boy but could you see it in the last year and a half in our culture where i mean everybody wanted to post something yeah but who's actually doing something right right so i guess the opposite of selectivist would be activist right yeah <laughs> i was trying to think of something like clever like a combination yeah. of words but i couldn't come up, come up with anything quick enough but, but to your point that i mean if you're fully devoted and you're all in then i, I love how it should spur action Right. It's, it's, we have to do something about it. it has to be more than just simply, oh, yeah, I believe that, you know, I go to church. I went to camp. I did. Yep. I did all the right things. But no, it, it has to um, back to your one of your questions, Gil, when you're talking about like, you know, uh, as a student, not always connecting like what I'm doing in my faith with my everyday life. And that's yep. ultimately what you're saying, you know, Zach, is it should. There should be a connection. Yep. There should be a, a, a thought process, a worldview, a heart posture that is always driving a student to say uh, every part of my life, every decision of my life is filtered through my surrender and my yeah. my commitment to Christ. And Gil, I'm with you. I, I'm so with you. And then like, as far as like, sometimes we can stay in the theological. Uh, so I have a sign in my office that says, what about Tuesday? Right. Because I have to be reminded that when I like when the students walk in the school on Tuesday morning, they're not in they're not in youth ministry that night anymore, where it's easy to say something, commit to something and, and give mental assent. But but what is it like to show the kindness of Christ, the grace to extend the grace that I've and the forgiveness and those things? And I assume your youth groups on Monday night. Is that why? What about Tuesday? No, actually, I, I, I use what about Tuesday because uh, especially in this role now, this is hilarious. Youth ministries meet on all different nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I changed it. It used to be, what about Thursday? Because we met on Wednesday. Yeah, that's what it would be for so me. I said yeah. Tuesday. So I'm sorry. No, it's good. So I know I know you talked a little bit earlier before about the one student uh, who went on the missions trip. Uh, yeah. That, um, that was kind of like living out this and be, being all in for, for Christ. Mm -hmm. is, there, is there like another student that you can think of that's actually actively living this, this principle now as a teenager that is just like hitting this on all marks? Yeah. Okay. So to be fair, guys, I, I, you know, I stepped out of the local church two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And so most of the students I'm going to talk about now have graduated. That's okay. We'll <laughs> so, allow it. Yeah. Okay. But I did have a student who, uh, female, uh, would show up to youth drunk 
and uh, that's the kind of youth ministry we had. So Come trust on. me if you it's want. Best, that's, no, that's the best kind. But, you uh, want those students there. But she she sat there once, and, and I sat down next to her, and I said, hey, how, what's going on? And she said, don't talk to me. I said, what? She goes, I hate you. Ooh, come on. Right? Just the brutal line. And so I just began to probe through it. And she's like, well, you don't really care. And, and so I just kind of began to explore and, and just kind of called her out because it was just kind of a, it was poorly, it didn't represent at all, um, you know, my heart towards her. And, and, uh, and so as she sat there, we processed and she kind of hit this rock bottom moment. And uh, she came back and she said something. She said, when we sat down, I told you I hated you. You told me that this could not be uh, the church isn't prostitution. I can't use Jesus to get what I want. I said, no. She goes, but how do I live the life that I see in the Bible? And I said, well, you have to fully give yourself to Jesus. She goes, can I do that right now? And so the student that sat there intoxicated, told me she hated me, said, I want to do that. And she made this commitment to Jesus. And Matt, her husband is uh, serving now in ministry. They got married. Come on. Uh, she's, serving ministry. she's a leader. She's phenomenal. Um, but it didn't happen until she said, I'm done trying to live in two worlds. Hmm. I think that's such a good encouragement, um, especially for right here at the end of this this particular episode, Gil, Zach, because I, I, I think there's a lot of students, especially in Gen Z, that really do have a desire to be a leader. They desire leadership. They desire influence. You know, they desire, they, they love the, uh, the concept or the idea of, I'm going to make a difference in my world, you know? Uh, and um, so we love that, that thought process, but if we don't understand what, transformation has to take place in one's heart in, in order to become that kind of leader or have that kind of uh, influence or or be a kind of leader that's actually worth following right <laughs> have an influence that's actually you know a positive influence right um that's that's a, just a good reminder to us so for students you know you're out there listening right now you know maybe uh maybe you're right at the beginning of a new school year heading to school on the bus or maybe it's late at night and you're just kind of listening in, in on this particular episode um man i just encourage you allow, allow the voice of the holy spirit to speak to you even right now in this moment just to encourage you maybe there's some areas of your heart that you haven't fully surrendered yet and you're not really connecting the dots between you know your actions and every day of your life with like that hard posture of like you know i'm fully fully surrendered so zach this has been really great thanks uh so excited to have you on this episode and we got one more coming up with you uh so students pay attention to that and uh, make sure you catch zach on uh, his next episode with us as well but thanks for being with us students make sure you catch our recap conversation with the whole uh ltg podcast crew uh we'll be breaking down some of zach's thoughts here and uh kind of taking the conversation a couple different directions unpacking this principle a little bit more thanks for joining us today yeah, and we hope that this content has been helpful. Don't forget, please share it with your friends. Tag us on social media. You can find us at LTG Conference and myself at Gilbo Swaggins. And you can find me at Aaron Holt. And uh, remember, students, you are called to lead your generation. We encourage you to do it with passion for Christ and love for others. 